Chuck D's in the building. Mm. Go ahead, Chuck D. Episode 26. Mm. RSPN. <laughs> I'm your host, Chuck D, along with the platinum Chanel boy himself. Mm. Is that a good Chuck D? I think it needs to be like deeper. I think it needs to be like deeper. It needs a little bit deeper, but it's okay. If you can't if if, if your voice can't go that, that deep, I understand, bro. Let me see, let me see. Bass. Okay, that's a good. That's a good. That was that was pretty good. That one, that was pretty good. All right, so if I can get the bass down, if I can get the bass down, bass. Episode twenty six. Nah, it doesn't sound. It doesn't sound right. I, I think. I think the only thing that you can say with a Chuck D impersonation is bass. Did you? Uh, or what about how low can you go? Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Did you, uh, you, you? You take a shot. I'll take you a shot. Any, you drink any alcohol yet? No, sober dober this week. Mm. So. Get ready, get ready, get ready, folks. It's a it's a Mark episode. <laughs> we get clean Mark today. <laughs> it's a Mark What's wrong with clean Mark? Get ready. You know what? Put your feet up. I'm not gonna let y'all put bad energy into this week. <laughs> All right, before we start introducing our guest, welcome to everybody for another week <clears throat> of RSPN episode 26. Jeff is in the building. I am in the building here. And we are mm-hmm. here for another wonderful week in the world of the Alpha Sport. Jeff, how are you? I'm I'm good, man. I'm good. Just good? good. Just okay. I am just good. Yeah, there's nothing else involved in that. Flat out, just solid good. Well, I know there's going to be excitement in the air because we have a special guest that is in the building, one that is very familiar with RSPN. And he is back for another week uh, to discuss the NCAA selection Sunday and everything that is going on this week with the <laughs> Uh, March Madness tournament. We're gonna have another year, and I'm very excited. It's gonna be another year. We better have ten niggas on one podcast talking that, about college oh, hoops. No, it's gonna be another year that people can. <laughs> it's gonna be another year that people can uh, that people can try and uh, swindle me into Dude. watching an entire college basketball tournament. But I am what? very ready for this guest Mark, to do you, so. You should have been listening. You should have been watching the whole time. Yeah, you should have been watching these these last couple of weekends, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, okay. it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Chris Mack is in with us this week. Let the sound off for Chris. Return of the man. Once again. Return of the man. Top of the world. Return of the man. Watch my flow. You know that I'll be back. Here I hey, go. what's going on, man? How you doing, Mark, sir? What's going on? Happy to be back here once again for the second annual March Madness Selection Edition of RSPN. Yes, it's going to be a very good week, a very eventful week for everybody that is into college basketball. Last year, we had yourself as well as Cliff uh, on to discuss everything with college and uh, the March Madness tournament, but Cliff will not be here this year. Uh, He's off doing very top secret business, so we don't want to we don't want to drop any uh, too much information. <laughs> top, top secret Cliff. Yeah, yeah, he bossed up on us, man. I can't give too much information on what Cliff is working on, but just know it will be on the way and it will be very spectacular. So shout out to Cliff. We can't wait for the next uh, rendition of what is coming from Cliff's camp. Outside of that, Chris, how have you been for the past couple of weeks in the NBA? Well, in the NBA, <laughs> I just finished watching, um, you know, my Wizards getting smashed. So, you know, you know, and our playoff hopes are over. So, oh yeah, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of smashing. 
Yeah, you know, we, we got the short, but hey, but um, Bradley Beal, my man Bradley Beal, he dropped you know forty burgers back to back this past weekend. So you know, mm, shout okay. out to Bradley Beal. That did happen. That did happen. You know, he was crush. He was crushing it. Um, <clears throat> you know, he, he didn't do all that well tonight, but um, but you know, it's just all good. You know, it's all good. You know, I'm I, I'm looking forward to what you know a Bradley Beal season next season with the Wizards can be like with him being the sole leader going forward so you know i'm hoping the best but yeah right now just watching these last few games you know yeah i just hope you know he's just putting up his numbers but i i you should not get hurt you know if anything they should sit him out before the season ends do you think he'll be able to have that season once uh jonathan wallard comes back from his injury i don't even think john might come back next season honestly uh he's definitely going to miss a large chunk of um you know the 2019-2020 season due to his achilles tear and you know, at that point, you know, I'm looking at us getting a serviceable replacement for him, either through the draft or through free agency, you know, just to, you know, hold the fort, you know, while um while he recovers. Uh and right and with Beal, you know, at this point he's the leader. Mm-hmm. Well, he's the guy, you know, he and he's been playing like that, he's been operating like that at a very high level since the all star break. And um I feel like that's going to continue going forward. You know, it, you know, you know, Ernie Grunfeld is putting a lot of trust into Bradley as he knows how valuable this he can be going forward the season, going towards the team. And I'm, I'm liking, like, you know, they're inconsistent as hell, but I do like the additions of Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker. Yeah. Uh, from the trade deadline, you know, you know, Parker, he's been solid energy coming off the bench. Um, you know, sometimes you know he'll give us. You know, a solid 19 points, you know, 17 points, five assists, a couple of rebounds here and there. And then, you know, there'll be days that he'll just look flat. But, you know, the team makeup that, you know, the Wizards have now has been more interesting than it was at the beginning of the season where we were a total dumpster fire. So, you know, I have nothing but optimism going forward next season as opposed to the severe disappointment that we had going into the season and, and it just snowballed from there. Well, hopefully, hopefully Washington will be able to have that. Uh, we'll have that confidence going into next season. I'm always down for some divisional beef, so I'm interested in seeing uh, if it ends up being Bradley Beal's team next season, along with anybody else that they try and add to Washington. Because things were looking well until it suddenly became everybody's up for, available to be traded, mm-hmm. and then the uh, injury with John Wall happened in his house. Dwight we Howard have some speculations too. on what happened. Oh, Dwight Howard oh and his ass God, surgery. So he's still on the team. Completely, <laughs> come on, completely, Mills. Completely forgot about Dwight. Wow. Mark, 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 I just called you Mills, but Mark, come on, man. <laughs> ass surgery? It was <laughs> ass surgery. I know, but no why? Matter, no matter how you feel, no matter like how, no matter how, no matter how, uh, uh, this man said, oh, Dwight and his ass surgery. It was ass surgery. Sore ass. Sore out, out. Did not participate. Sore <laughs> ass. It just, it, it just is what it is. I mean, we, I, yeah, you, you're right. William. I mean, his he's, he had a he had a glute injury, which was came from like the sore back. And, and glutes um, his ass. All right, we get it, man. We, <laughs> we understand, man. Glutes ass. <laughs> all, all, all I know is that the team was just looking better without Dwight and John Wall. That's all I can say. That's all. That's all you. Can, that's both. all you noticed. Yeah. That's all I can say. Yeah. That's all. That's that's why Gortat was so happy, but now he's out. Mm-hmm. You know, doing his own thing elsewhere. But we'll he's get back more. in Poland. Back in Poland, yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get we'll get more into uh, the highlights of Week 22 of the NBA uh, later in the episode. Right now, I want to hop directly into the 
talk of the week, which is going to end up being the March Madness Tournament. Uh, you have the first four that are going on today. On Thursday, you have everything with the first round that is going to start. And if you had watched Selection Sunday this past Sunday, you saw everything relating to the seeding. And more than likely, if you're very deep into this, you've already started thinking about your bracketology, printed out your brackets, and did everything that you had to do relating to that uh, before the submission time comes and the tournament starts on Thursday. Have you guys taken a look into drawing into your uh, bracketology as yet? No, I will finish, finish mine tomorrow. Um, well, I guess, I guess, yes, I guess I should say yes by the time these people hear this shit, man. <laughs> Most definitely, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I have, uh, I do going all the way. Um, at this moment, I cannot confirm or deny if they're winning it all, but they're, they're going to the final four. I have, I have, I, I will have Duke going all the way. Will I have them winning? No, but that's another story for another time. Well, I feel like when the results come, because usually at the time that everybody prints out the results and submits them in officially so that they can get into the, into the uh, bracket pool, wherever you're doing it. I feel like once the results come out, it's gotta be the closest to 100% that everybody has Duke going at least to the final four. Pretty right? far. They'll, they'll have them. Yeah. I, if I see if I see any brackets and Duke's not like at least elite eight and down, then yeah. I mean, I, unless you know people just see something I don't, you know. Which which hey, there's gonna be. You never know, man. Duke Duke may get knocked out by Cinderella. We have no idea. But I feel like it's pretty uh, safe to put them, you know, uh, eight and down for sure. Mm-hmm. Just like just like last year, I look at this bracket and just get immediate anxiety because there's so many different scenarios that can happen literally each year. And I know we run into the case where every year that this happens, nobody ever gets it 100 percent correct. And people get uh, uh, very, very close, but nobody's ever able to do it 100 percent. Do both of you have like tricks or superstitions or anything that you do going into filling out these brackets? Like what is what is your approach to today where you take out the bracket fresh sheet you know who's going to be strong you know who isn't going to be right what Uh, is your first um, process what is your first method of process for me you know i want to i want to be able to indicate my potential like cinderella stories um key players on those teams or what they've done in the past stuff like that you know who their seniors are for me man march madness is about you know uh leadership so some of these teams, man, that are looking to knock out a number one seed or two seed or three, you know, they're going to be looking towards their, their, their leaders. So those seniors on their team, you know, to make a difference. So I'm looking at that. Uh, I do do, I do have a little, like, you know, I don't, obviously I don't look at the seedings and just say, Oh, you know, <laughs> you're a number two seed. So you're going to beat so-and-so like sometimes that is the case, obviously just due to the matchup, but it's way more to it. Um, for me, I, uh, I normally just look at the sheet of paper and start writing the names in. But as far as the tournament goes, yeah, you also have to look at uh, some of the coaching history, too. Uh, a lot of the Cinderella mid-major teams, their head coaches will probably be, like, you know, sprung off of, um, you know, the higher-level programs. Um, such, for example, like, back then, you know, I remember when Jeff Cable, when he was coaching VCU, you know, he was part of the Duke program. Now he's back as being um assistant coach for Duke. Uh, but... Yeah, I look at that. You know, um, I look at you know, of course, you know, also the progress of the teams they are playing, uh, and how they perform 
going up into the tournament and how they perform in their conference tournament as well and the momentum that they'll have going forward. And draft prospects. You know, I also look into the draft prospects, you know, in certain teams uh, and certain players that, you know, that I know that could really carry their team by themselves um, in winning, you know, a first round or a second round game. And, you know, and giving, you know, giving like like a top seed a run for their money. So that, that's what I look into. That's what I gauge. And and then, you know, I'm also like a conference homer, like I'm an ACC guy. So I really focus heavily on like, you know, ACC favorites, their matchup and how they will fare against them. If it's like a first time meeting this season against the two teams. And also, you know, I'm and for my home state in Virginia. I look through that as well. And just I try to be as non-biased as possible in choosing, you know, can, you know, my team from, you know, like VCU again, can they really beat this team going forward to the second round or going to the next round this year as opposed to the years prior, you know, and, and you know, it's it's really interesting to just try to pick apart here and there where you really choose it and see, you know, who will, you know, going to that next level, you know, like tournament. It's, it's pretty fun. How has it felt being a, uh, such an ACC fan and, and seeing that uh, the ACC is represented with three number one seeds this year? Amazing. Uh, it really is. Um, uh, I really felt like, I think it was maybe two years ago, that they had a real good chance of making it with all number one seeds like within the entire conference. That was during you know the time when Rick Pitino was with Louisville and um, you know before the scandal came through and you know he had to step down. And Louisville had a little shot too early in the season as well until they really just fell apart. And Syracuse, you know, was just not that good this year. And uh, it really the, the best opportunity now will maybe be the University of Miami going forward. Uh, but, you know, with Duke, Virginia, and Carolina have just been dominant the last few years. Uh, I figured that they're probably going to hold on to the number one seeds at least – for a couple more years, especially in um, North Carolina's case. Well let's, well, let's do some more deep diving into into these number one seeds because more than likely these will end up being the talks of the uh, entire tournament, one of which of being, being Duke and everything that we've had between the three stars that are over there in Duke. But you also have uh, Gonzaga. Jeff and I had uh, covered this team in November <laughs> when they had went up against Duke and had that very yeah. good game. They're still, uh, have, they're still damn good. You have North Carolina at yeah. number one as well. And, of course, Virginia, uh, one of the biggest names last year, but for one of the worst reasons possible. Uh, mm-hmm. How how do you guys feel about Gonzaga, North Carolina, Virginia, and, this of is, course, your feelings on Duke? I mean, you know, these are, to me, it's, it's awesome that the ACC is being represented like this, but this is also mm-hmm. fairly accurate. Yeah, <laughs> like, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's pretty cut. Yeah. It's straightforward. I mean, do you agree, Chris? I like it's, it's, it, it, it makes a lot foregone, of sense. Um, I mean, it was a foregone conclusion, like from the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That that these four teams were going to be the number one seeds, the locks going forward, you know, into the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Kentucky has been good. Yeah, there, there's there's been there's definitely been teams. Like, you know, there's been teams, like, but like like even Michigan for that matter. I, I really liked LSU this year. You know what I'm saying? They were, they well. were, yeah, Tennessee. There were teams that I definitely like. Was like, oh shit, I even like Purdue this year. You know what I'm saying? Like there were times where I'm just like, damn. But obviously, man, you have those those cornerstone, those top tier teams. They just they don't lose enough, and they have too much power. Yeah, one team has Zion Williamson. Yeah, one team <laughs> has Zion Williamson. This is true. 
Now, he was able to come back uh, from his injury a couple of uh, days ago and have a very impressive game coming back. Uh, we heard about his injury with the Nike shoe exploding, and everything was has right. been... I think it was never injured, man. Yeah, he was. You know, he was recovering. You know, getting. I don't. Yeah, I. Yeah, I don't think he was. I don't think he was ever injured. I just think the situation needed to, to die down, and that was the best oh, way. I think it was just a swindle. You think it was yeah. just a nice swindle? Just like ah, just relax for a little. It was. Bit. It was, it was we'll a good story. It. it was a good story. It was a good. Is is Zion gonna play anymore this year? You know, it's a good story. You know, I just think it was more of a cool down than anything. Like get him rest. He gets this. Like I think he was fine. I just think it just. You know, the situation was <laughs> kind of funny. Watch the game that he came back, dog. And you tell he, me. He didn't miss a shot. You tell me. I'm and I'm not I'm I'm not trying to take anything away from his talent. I mean, he's obviously super gifted. But all I'm all I'm saying was well, it doesn't look like somebody who uh is a kid who has everything on the line, who plays for free, who's on their way to the NBA, and apparently just came back from injury. That's what I'm trying to say. I saw some quotes leading up to the game that he came back uh, and they had asked whether or not he was going to, you know, play things small or, or, mm. or arrest things out going right. into the March Madness tournament. And it was just like very dramatic quotes. It's like, no, my team needs me. Right. I need to be because, X, Y, and Z. Because, like, he oh, just, look at this because he just got his rest. Yeah. yeah. He just got it, <laughs> you know? So, I mean... And it, it ended up if being. He was, believe me, if he was really serious, if he was truly injured, he they would he would have been shut down. Mm. I just yeah. don't. I can't see it no other way. Like if he had a true ankle injury or foot injury or knee or whatever, any kind of leg that was like was going to keep him out for real. Yeah, like a tear. He's done. Yeah, he's done. Like they're not going to play him again. Just off, like whoever his his agent is or his publicist is on the low, they would have been like, "Look, <laughs> you're done, buddy. Sorry." That man was averaging 27 points and 10 rebounds on 37 minutes played yeah, yeah. in the ACC tournament. Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, man, I don't he hey, I don't think he's really hurt. But it's cool. I don't mind the situation. Like I like Zion. You know I'm not a Duke guy at all. Like I absolutely despise Duke's culture. But I res- I mean obviously I respect them and I know I know what they come from, what kind of cloth they're cut from, but like, you know, it that they are they're going to be a monster they're going to be a monster you know i have my own desires for this tournament i kind of want it to be more cut and straightforward than than normal uh, at least when it gets down to you know the finals mm-hmm. how how has the conversation been on the other two stars as well between cam reddish and uh, <clears throat> a name that i have seen recently <laughs> on the timeline rj Ooh. wiggins rj wiggins yeah. is what they call him yeah maple jordan he's a new maple jordan <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, I I personally, you know, I've told you this before, Mark, about like you know dissecting uh, young talent and like trying to claim them to be whatever they, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end mm-hmm. of the day, we couldn't necessarily you nobody saw you can't really you know compare anybody to LeBron. Like when you saw him, you saw him. You know he is who he is. You see what he is. You, we don't know what these kids are gonna be. So like I don't want to like dissect them and. Like say that his game is gonna be so and so's game when he gets to the league or whatever. Like, and it's gonna end up biting people in the ass. It is gonna end up biting people in the ass because he's a really he's a really good player. So like, let's just call it what we don't know the situation. I mean, at the end of the day, some a lot a lot of things happen. Man, you get drafted to the wrong place. Maybe you just get drafted to the wrong place. These things happen. The wrong the wrong the wrong coaching, the wrong management, the wrong cast, uh, the wrong wrong, cabbage, the wrong bro. It happens. It happens. 
And I've already no. seen the I've already seen the Trey Young stands on the timeline and watching those takes and be like, take back what you said eight months ago yeah, on right. Trey. It's so funny. It's so He's funny. fucking like, balling. Listen, listen, the Trey stuff is funny. Again, like who didn't know Trey was a baller? Yeah, the issue is the issue. It's so, it's so easy. It's so easy to cut him to dissect the player and cut him in half and find the weaknesses because we're trying to find out what makes him, you know, not good and compared to Steph Curry. You know what I mean? And, and we're looking at him. We're like, why? Why isn't he Steph? Mm-hmm. And then, and then he gets in the league, and we're like, well, he's not Steph. He's his own player, but he's pretty damn good. Like you, you look at him, you're like, damn, he has a high ceiling. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm, like he really does. Like you can just tell he's got, he's got high motor. He wants to win. He's a dog. He wants to be clutch. He wants to finish. He wants to start. Simple as that. Like you, you those qualities aren't in every player. But when when he was getting drafted, of course, we're gonna break him down. We my, bro, Zion is from Spartanburg, bro. Okay, I used to live. I used to. I used to live in a, in a small town in South Carolina for a few years called Fountain Inn, which is not far from Spartanburg. Really small, uh, Malden, Greenville, Greer, that area, all that stuff over there, bro. Like when I was watching him in high school, apparently he can't shoot. You know, he can't shoot. He can't do this. He can't do that. They said a lot of things. Zion was. Very, very, very criticized besides the fact that he was just an athletic guy. You know, everybody just thought he could dunk. He was super athletic. And, you know, almost now like he's. criticism Blake Griffin got. Yeah, seriously. But, but now he's almost a perfect package of a player that you want. You know what I mean? And so things change, man. These players, bro, and not to mention college, we, we, me and Cliff, Cliff has told you this too. He'll tell you, <clears throat> you know, college, the way that college hoops the way that it is, the way that it's coached, the way that it's played, it it stunts some players' games. So some of these players' games don't blossom until they get to the NBA. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're they're just not, you know, the ball's not handed to them. Think, look at Devin Booker for that matter. Like you know what I'm saying? Like Kentucky. Like yeah, look look at his Kentucky career and look at him in the league. You know what I'm saying? Like it just sometimes sometimes like careers don't take off until they, they can open up a little bit more because college does constrict you a little bit. There is no real like superstar ball. You know what I mean? Like it's rare, although we've seen it this year because, you know, Zion is this monster and there's we have these monster players. These kids are going to keep getting better and better, by the way. So, yeah. like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's like that's the, that's my take on it. Yeah, that's like the most we could say really is like what these players, especially how young they are, they're young, so they're going to have bad habits. Yes. Or, you know, and, of course, and they're going to be, you know, placing like you know what we said because you know college game is not really focused too much on individuals, but especially in the major programs, um, it's still very all, it's all team. team yeah, team. super team, super zone. Uh, you, you do know, what the coach say. There is no, yeah, you, you don't go off script. Yeah, yeah, it's not like you know, um, like you know, no, somewhere like Detroit Mercy. You know, where they can have like you can have a, a solo player just going out and getting buckets every game. Right, right. Um, you know, and you can let his talent speak for himself. But you know, with with Cam Reddish, like I like Cam Reddish. Like I really, really, I really have high, you know, high hopes for him. You know, going into the league, you know, he doesn't stand out a lot. You know, compared to you know, sign or RJ because you know he's not putting up twenty points per game. Yeah, but that doesn't you know, mean he can't. But it doesn't mean he can't. Do it. Right, right, yeah, right. It doesn't mean it's just he the can't situation he's in currently. You know? Yeah, yeah, he's the third wheel. You know, he's the third right? wheel dog, but he's a really good third. Well, he's wheel. good. He's mm-hmm. really good. You know, when he gets a chance to show it, 
that's you know that's very rare. That that that's what drafting and doing your homework and your organization, your front office. That's when it. That's what it comes down to when you're building a team. Some people forget, you know, you build your team with players and you're and you're signing players and trading and whatever. But like, you better have a good front office and a good organization too, because you gotta you gotta be able to, to spot these kids. Whoever has a number one pick, you might say, oh, you know, number one pick, you gotta take Zion. But that might not be that team situation. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You know, so everybody got different things going on. So, you know, sometimes you do have generational stars where you just you see that you see him and he passes the eye the eye test. And he passes the body test. He passes the game test. He's smart. No real, you know, bad qualities. You got to take them, you know, but that's not every player. Now, two of, two of the other number ones, uh, Gonzaga and the uh, North Carolina Tar Heels, what are some of the things that you are looking forward to the most when watching them uh, this year in the tournament? Look, man, I love the Tar Heels. Um, I think they are fit to win this tournament. Um I think they have everything that they need. Uh, I think they can handle Duke uh, if it, if it comes if it comes their way. I think they've proven that. Um, I also think they have one of the best coaches in the entire tournament as well, and I think that's going to put them ahead as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm I love I love what the Tar Heels can do in this situation. Never managed to watch too much of Gonzaga basketball, considering that you know again I'm more of an East Coast homer. Um, yeah, that's with, fair. Uh, with, with Big East and ACC basketball, that's where I grew up on, and that's what I love throughout my life. But Gonzaga has always caught my eye, you know, throughout, um, you know, throughout my, you know, time growing up because they, they were the mid major, you know, of like the two thousands, you know, that just came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. out of the West Coast, and you know, it caught everyone's attention, it caught everyone's hearts. You know, yeah, the the Adam Morrison years, you know, <laughs> when he stood out. And became a legend. Adam Morrison. Adam wow. Morrison, man. Yeah. Adam Morrison uh, got up, got paid, bro. Got paid and drafted and <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, man. And wow. he has a ring too, doesn't he? Yeah, he got a ring. Uh, yeah, he might yeah, have two. Yeah. He might, he yeah. may have two. I can't remember if he was 13th man. Adam Morrison may have two rings. I'm gonna hit up. Was he the thirteenth or twelfth man? Between <laughs> what's it say? What's it say? Thirteen for the same. Now, thing? Luke, Lucas, Lucas, king of like getting that money and getting them rings and not doing a damn thing near the end. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, we we getting off, we getting off. But yeah, yeah, Gonzaga. But, yeah. but, but it was Gonzaga, um, like Re Hachimura. I mean, that's a player to look out for. Brandon yeah. Clark. Brandon Clark. Uh, yeah. Two guys has been carrying, you know, Gonzaga all through the season, and you know they they have what it takes, you know, really to go deep into the tournament, of course. Um, but you know. It's like, it, it, you know, there's it, one of those teams that we know that they're always going to be there mm-hmm. every single year. Yeah. You know, they have their talent. They hate they they got this, they got the culture that. for it. They yeah, the they, got that, they got that culture. You That's know, really what you know, it is. You know, which, you know, what, you know, also brings me back to another mid-major that um is that I'm more fondly of with Virginia Commonwealth, you know, VCU, that we, like, the team there was building a culture, you know, and, you know, while they could still make their way into the, you know, the tournament every year, and they, you know, they go always be a top of the Atlantic Ten Conference. Mm-hmm. They had a culture with Shaka Smart. They did. You know, he was building something there. Shaka, Shaka is a big deal. And and, and it ties in with um with North Carolina with Reggie um McKinnon, McKinney Williams. You know, mm-hmm. who was like who's been who was outstanding, and within the last couple of weeks of the the season so far and in the ACC tournament, he was initially recruited to VCU. Until Shaka took the deal yeah, with Texas, yeah, I know, and, I know, 
and then um and then um and Williams, you know, decided to move on to North Carolina. Imagine if Shaka would have stayed with VCU, kept Kenny Williams, managed to bring in Mo Bamba. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but you got to understand, it, you know, politics, it would have been, 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 been the same, yeah, it would have been the same know, way, but it was politics. It's know. politics, man. It is what it is. Because at the end of the day, that's the, that yeah. he, he recruited them, you know, and it's like, yeah. if he ain't going to be there, then so be it, you know. Yeah, but Kasaga, like, they have a they have a great shot of heading to the um, Final Four, but uh, it's a pretty tough road ahead of them, man. They still got Syracuse there in the tournament as well, Marquette, Murray State, and John Morant. Of course, uh, you know that they have the goal goal that's Nevada, who's the seventh seed out there, also um, in the Western um, region, and Michigan as well, and also you know a dark horse in Florida that can um, go also take them across the road. So you know, Gonzaga, they you know they I I like their chances you know of making it to the Final Four, but I don't think they're going to go go in this year. No, um, I, I I don't either actually, mm-hmm. but um they're always there though. Like, you know, but you can't necessarily there. like I wouldn't be surprised if they like ended up really putting some heat out, but mm-hmm. so, so 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 pretty much unanimously North Carolina becomes a bigger threat to Duke than a Gonzaga would. Oh yeah, 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 100%. I I mean, I'll like I've said it. I've said it but, like, I I feel like that is but that's also I, a that is too. Yeah, it is up to Duke, but I do think I do think you know North Carolina is Duke's is Duke's biggest enemy at this point. Obviously, not just from you know rivalry, but just from like that is that is it. Like you know, I hope like who doesn't want to see Duke and North Carolina clash in in, in March? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like for the big one. Yeah, come on. And, while and, yeah. while Zion is on the team. That'll be like the ultimate rubber match. You know? It really is. It really is. Like everybody should want to see this. Like you know what I mean. Like everybody should really want to see it. And that'll be a, a more most definitely be a game that has a large amount of viewers for those who just want to see Duke lose and those who are very interested in seeing the type of talent that will come from both teams when it's June time. It's the best mm-hmm. storyline, man. Best storyline. Two 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 legendary coaches. A rivalry, a school rivalry. The, the their schools are what twenty minutes apart from each other, thirty minutes away from each other. ACC <laughs> basketball at its finest. ACC at its finest, like ACC legends. We're talking like one of the greatest rivalries in sports, like period. Like not even like hoops. You know what I'm saying? So this would be amazing if it can. You know, obviously, if teams, if the things go the way that uh, those teams want. But yeah, man, I'm I'm hoping for some fun, some fun, you know, Cinderella stories though. Yeah, all they gotta do is just not look ahead and just don't look ahead. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's 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 for all the number one seeds going forward in this tournament. Yeah, know? because like you gotta you gotta think look, about look at their opponent. Like I really like I really like you know I, although I don't consider LSU a Cinderella story, but I really like LSU. Um, I, I I honestly I really like Louisville in the tournament. You know, considering how scary they could have been, and you know when you see it. And you're like, oh man, they they were they could have had it, and they just they, it just they dropped it. Well, you know, it's not like they don't have the quality to do it. You know, they're in the tournament, just perform. You know, uh, just some dangerous teams that you're like maybe fell off a little bit that could have had it, but lost it. Mm-hmm. Kansas State too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just teams you don't want to have to face. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I'm really worried about you know those 13 seeds, the five like Houston seeds, six seeds. You know. Those oh ones. man. You know they they think you Wisconsin, really like yeah, they're, they're yeah, out there, and you know that's what makes you know that's why what makes you know March Madness in the tournament so great. You know because no matter you know we we all look over the sixteen seeds, but we've seen what happened last year. 
you know, with the upset there with Virginia. Mm -hmm. Was it UMBC, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was you know, that came out of nowhere. And it could happen again with Virginia against Gardner Webb. And I really like Virginia chances this year. They're much better as a team that they were this year than last year. Plus, you know, they got um DeAndre Hunter out there now. Um, you know, they got they gotta they have a healthy roster like what they had last year. But that still doesn't, you know, it wasn't no excuse to lose to, you know, not even a mid-major. They were like damn near a community college. Right. And they got smoked by them. So this year they need to like have a purpose, have a goal, and to like go on a mission and just tear apart anyone that gets in their way going into the final four. Because, you know, a lot of folks is gonna be very heavy and very behind you know, a lot lot's gonna be behind Virginia and Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome and right. Hunter. And you know, and you know, they're gonna they're gonna ball out. I really feel like Virginia's gonna go all the way. At least into the final four this year, you know. Um, I would love them to go into the um, go into the um, national championship game. I, I personally would love just an all ACC final four if Syracuse can make a way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that'd be something. <laughs> but I don't want to see. I'm I'm not a huge Syracuse fan at all. Yeah, yeah. I actually hate Syracuse, but um, not fucking with the Qs. No, I'm not. But I'm I'm a Husky. You know, I'm a, I'm yeah. I'm Husky till I die. Like you know, but obviously UConn fucking sucks so uh we'll be back though we will be back i don't know when but we will be back but uh it's, it's a damn travesty how isn't it no 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 actually chris 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 i don't want to i don't <laughs> i don't want to want to get too deep into yukon i don't i really don't no it, it doesn't feel it doesn't because chris right knows chris knows in, we should be in this tournament yeah and chris knows we should be in this tournament Usually, usually, I mean, not right now, you know, obviously. We we don't deserve to be in this tournament yeah. right now. I'm saying usually we should be, like, we 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 should be that factor, mm -hmm. but we're not. So, whatever. I don't want to get too deep in the, in the UConn, man. I still love my boys, man. No, no, no. It's just, it just feels wrong that UConn's no longer in the Big East. That's the thing. I know. You know? I, I know. think that also plays a factor in them why they are in the tournament. It is. Year. It is. So, it is. You, know, you know, so – I mean, who cares about conference? You'll say. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know, like, man. We we need like, something, something else to happen, man. I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Like, like I. I don't want to talk about. UConn, yeah, I don't want to talk about UConn basketball right now. All right. Well, let's. All right. Well, let's 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 switch things up into some of those uh, conversations on the uh, teams that are more in the middle seating. Uh, for those who are more casual fans, like. Myself, of course, you're going to uh, be the type of fan that hops into March Madness and, of course, see the uh, high marquee games, the top matchups, any of the big names that you hear, whether in conversation outside or you see it on TV or ESPN and TNT when they're talking about it. You're going to want to tune into those games. But what about any of the other games uh, that have players that may not be discussed on the forefront of our number one seeds. What are your favorite matchups that you'd like to recommend for the casual watcher to make sure that they don't miss certain players or certain teams or just certain types of gameplay that they play? The, the main match that I'm looking forward to uh, starting uh, in the first round will be number 12 seed Murray State against the uh, fifth seed Marquette, which is in the West region. And that will be uh, on the 21st, which is Thursday. And that's John Morant against Marcus Howard. You know, one that's a bona fide lottery pick, uh top five pick that is, who you know, who started out from obscurity and then just rose in the rings very fast going forward in John Morant. 
um, explosive guard, you know, he's quick with his hands, you know, has these fantastic looking dunks, uh, and, you know, who's a great playmaker. And then you have Howard and Marquette, the scoring machine, mm-hmm. put up 30 a night if you wanted to. Like, I'm hoping that we could get, like, you know, just fireworks, you know, an explosive game that could really kick off March Madness in an awesome way. Uh, that's my matchup for him to go for it. Um, VCU versus um, Central Florida. Uh, that, you know, it's a more of a, a mid-major, you know, you know, banger of a match, I suppose. You know, VCU, they were the top of their conference in the Atlantic 10. End up losing early in the tournament uh, against Rhode Island. But, uh, but you know, they've still managed to find a way into the tournament. Um, and, you know, and then UCF was really, is their, you know, they're equal in a way. And I really do not like VCU's chances going into this matchup. But the winner of that game will face the winner of Duke and the 16 seed, who was either North Carolina Central or North Dakota State. So I'm assuming they're going to face Duke mm-hmm. going into the next round. Uh, so yeah, that should be a fun matchup as well. Uh, LSU and Yale also. I was going to say I want I wanted I wanted to ask you I wanted to ask you about LSU and Yale. Uh, LSU is funny because um uh you know they've been in the news a lot lately with uh, their head coach Will Wade yeah uh, being um suspended indefinitely for uh you know. Getting uh getting tapped by the feds basically uh, yeah with, the, <laughs> with the, a lot of um phone calls and you know he was just coaching VCU too a couple of seasons prior he was he was <laughs> he was see like I feel like Yale this is Yale's perfect perfect opportunity for an upset yeah so um, yeah they, it could be an upset but you know I mean LSU's still been playing really well without Wade uh, and. Uh, and I really feel like you know they have a chance to win that, but yeah, that's also a, like a game that you look out for for upset. Chris out here with the with the with the shits, man. Oh, oh yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of. Um, I also would say um, uh, just in case you know if they don't win this game, I would also recommend Arizona State and St. John's. That's one of the first four games that's happening on Wednesday. Uh, mm-hmm. Shamari Ponds. St. John's, you know, he's one of my favorite players to watch. One of my favorite players to watch for within the last season or so. You know, he didn't really have a great Big East tournament showing, but um, he's also like what I like to call he's like a mini John Wall in a way. Uh, explosive, you know, you get to the line, be able to drive. Right. Uh, he could put up 25 points whenever he can from time to time. Chris Mullen, you know, he's the head coach of St. John. And, you know, I feel like I really hope they do get the win because um, if they win, they'll face Buffalo. And right. they will probably have a great chance of um, going to the next round and really potentially making the Sweet 16. Well, do, do, so, do you see Do you see any 16 seeds? Right now? Do you see any 16 seeds coming up off the ultimate glory? Gardner-Webb against Virginia. Okay. Like, Virginia's still got that stink on them from losing to um, UMBC uh, oh, be last 10 year. Oh, it's going to be 10 times worse now. And, yeah, and now <laughs> Way it, it, like, that focus on that game is all against Gardner-Webb. They yeah. have to be those. They're going to be very intense and focused going forward, coming out the gates, trying to destroy them. You what's know, the kid? What's they, the kid? Um, David, I don't know how to say his last name. Ifiani. Like yeah. He's from yeah, Orlando. Yeah. yeah, he's a and, beast, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Yeah, he's yeah, he's a senior too. So yes, you know, yes. Catch, I just told what I tell you. Mike cash him on. Mike cash him on that heat summer league. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Hey, be careful with them seniors in this tournament, boy. I'm telling. Yeah, you. it's a lot of them seniors, man. That's also a focus. If they're like averaging twenty something points in their conference, and then they go into this tournament, you know, they're going to try to show out for a lot of the draft scouts. So that's a, yeah, so yeah. that's a real you know, focus. You know what they're there for, man. 
So yeah, so Gardner Webb, I would look forward to that. So a lot of these lower seed teams, they're going to have that one player that's been carrying that team all season long. Yeah, and they're like mm-hmm. a walking bucket. So you definitely want to just watch for them. Even they getting blown out by twenty points, they still they may drop, drop like 30, 35, 40 <laughs> games that game just to yeah. win. Yeah, and yeah, that's all it takes. Just, all just it take, takes. you know, carry it themselves. So you know that might help their stock a little bit. So I will also go off for that. But Gardner Webb is definitely like that's the top sixteen seed for me to face um off in the tournament against yeah. Virginia. So if I got this, if I got this correctly, we have two years of number one seed Virginia getting banged by sixteen. <laughs> yeah, more than likely. <laughs> you know, I mean, it might be closer though. It won't be a blowout. You know, you know, if uh, if uh, Ifiani, you know, if he gets off, man, if he starts carrying that team within five. Yeah, we might we might see some fireworks in the crunch time. That's man, embarrassing. Man. Like, what does that do for Virginia fans? Like, you hey, cannot man. you cannot talk. For it would suck it ever would suck. anymore. It but but it's weird. It's weird with college hoops, man. If they keep performing, it is what it is. If they number one sees, they number one sees. It becomes such a talk of, of of rarity of a sixteen beating a one, and you end up being one of the, if not the only team to get to done to them twice in a row. Yeah, that would be pretty. That would suck. Yeah, that would be embarrassing, man. Like, uh. That Tony Bennett would definitely have to take that UCLA job if he remember <laughs> <laughs> right, like that. Right. Like could you imagine like could you imagine Duke losing? Like could you imagine North Carolina imagine, Central? Like could you could you imagine waking up? In and, round one. In round one and Duke has been knocked out. Could you imagine? Think Bro, about it. Man, you know, give sign an NBA contract right on the spot. Yeah, just yeah. sign him. Yeah, just sign him. Wait, wait for the draft, man. You just hear the music hit and Adam Silver walks out with a G League contract. Mm-hmm. Just be like, hey, just do a couple months of this real quick, and we got you. You know, you, you, don't, you don't even have to worry about the draft. You don't even have to worry about the draft. You can pick wherever you want. Just sign this on the dotted line right here in front of this camera. So wave high to the NCAA team, and, you know, we're out of here. That's it. That'll never happen, but I wish. But I wish. All right, well, that, that will go on. Uh, Mark, Mark. What happened? I need you to make sure that you watch as many games as you possibly can this March. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. So try. that, so that next season you are ready to go and and commit it. I'm gonna try. Well, here's the you, thing: you have, you have to, Mark, man, because you know you got to make sure you. It's got a good time. Picks right. It's a good time for you know in June, man. I really think you enjoy. Like, I think you enjoy it. Like, here's one of my two excuses: if my team and the college that I went to was a North Carolina or was a UCF or, or anything exciting that I know mm-hmm. they're going to be in the tournament. I'm guaranteed going to watch. My team was Florida Atlantic University. That is just not happening in March. I mean, Madden. but but still, you can you can still enjoy them and watch them on television, and then just go for another team who's a little higher up. That's all. Yeah, I can. I, I can. And I did a I did a pretty good job last year. I think I ended up. I think I ended up the time that I realized. You know what? Maybe I'm right. Maybe you know I need what? to check out. There was a time I forgot what game it was, but it was just. I'll make sure that I'll make sure that you know when we get to season three, uh, we'll, we'll be dis- we'll be discussing more NCAA hoops, man. It was like a minute left, and you just see, and I know that they're 18, 18 years old, nineteen years old, but they're pulling up just the dumbest shit with a minute left, and I'm like, what are you doing? And at a certain point, I I was just like, you know what? If this is what college hoops is about, can I can I please can I please just wait until June? I mean, with the advent of the internet, man, uh, I feel like a lot of people are starting to do more of their homework. You know, they got all these Twitter pages of uh, college prospects, draft prospects, 
uh, um, number one prospects in high school, you know, so folks are like following kids' careers from like 13 going oh, forward no. into the draft. And, you know, and so I feel like there's more eyes than ever on the NCAA, especially, you know, with the stories going on with the age rule going in for the NBA draft and, you know, the current scandals that are happening with some of the coaches and the programs. Then, you know, a lot of people are focusing on what's happening next. What's going to happen next? Going I, forward with the, you know, you know, the future of the business mm-hmm. of basketball. And I, and I definitely agree with you on the uh, high school portion of that because you know people take the high the high school tapes and all that very seriously. It's not a, a scenario right now where there's still high school tapes. Mainly it's YouTube and Instagram and 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 Snap of people putting all their highlights in that type of area now. But I can see where you're coming from in the area of. Um, uh, people following this type of thing at a very young age. And as of right now, you had all the conversations with Jelly Fam and so on and so forth, and you still have other big high school names that are coming up um, that people are going to start watching. But I'm going to try again. Probably I'm really going to try. I would also recommend you just watching. Like, I'll also recommend just watching some lower, lower – um. You know, not even lower conferences, smaller conferences as well. You know, it's okay, Chris. We're going to get them. We're going to get them, man. We're going to get them on it. I think – I believe it's Antoine Davis. I think that's his name um, from Detroit. Like I, I mentioned Detroit earlier, that guy, man, he was averaging 27 a game. And normally it's him just carrying the team over to win, you know, to at least win games or just put it on the show. I, honestly, they're not in the tournament uh, this year. I don't even think they were a uh, division one school, but, um, but yeah, they, you know, if you really want to see like the style of basketball that you know that you enjoy, it's going to be more of like the mid majors or the smaller schools that really have like that one or two players that are just like put on the show every single time. It's always fun, though. It's always fun. It is fun. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see how the uh, fun ends up unfolding. You have the first four starting tonight at six forty uh, between Prairie View A and M and. Fairly Dickinson, and then, of course, Temple and Belmont after that. That will go into uh, the next day of the first four on March 20th and Thursday, beginning the first round of the March Madness Tournament. So stay tuned with all of that. We'll have our thoughts on uh, the first few games of the first round next week. But um, it looks very exciting. It looks very exciting. So whether you are a casual or somebody who is going to be taking you about to be a hardcore. I'm about to get Florida Atlantic in the in the in the in the madness. It's not happening. We going down. See if you if you believe not, if you start not, to believe if you start to believe you'll get you'll start getting recruits. I'll put as many soon. owls up as possible. I'll throw, throw the many owls up. up. Throw the owls up. You'll start getting you'll start getting recruits. Like all that will happen for you, Marks. Just start walking. Just start walking. The highest thing to have with FAU was Lane Kiffin. After that, ain't another damn thing happening in basketball. I hear you. But you know, you never know. You never know. Maybe one year. Maybe one year. Hey man. Hey, you hey uh Chris, you remember uh Florida what was it? Florida Golf Coast? Remember oh yeah, year? man! Remember that oh, wait, year? Oh, wait, Dunk Coast, City. Man. You remember that you Dunk City? Yeah, that's you know how jealous yeah, I was of just having that attention. No, but I'm just saying, like you never know, Mark. You never know. Okay. It might, it might, might have to take a couple of decades, you know, for a little Mark to run around and start carrying. I'm gonna be like 50 years old. Right, right, like right. Years old. <laughs> <laughs> like 70 years old. God damn, they really did it. Finally <laughs> <laughs> in the tournament. <laughs> Oh, actually, by that time, NCAA is going to be blown up and dead. Anyway. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. When we come back from the when we come back from the commercial break, um, <laughs> that was a good one, Mark. I'm proud we'll of you, man. We'll get into we'll laugh, get, man. 
We'll get into some highlights of the NBA from last week. Um, a lot of props that we like to give for certain teams. Um, a lot of interests that certain GMs have for players. Uh, a completely, a completely surprise. Well, hey, it's not even really surprising because I really shouldn't be surprised at this point. But uh, something that happened when we were recording last week that we did not have the opportunity to do so because it happened late in the night. So mm. uh, Jeff, Chris, mm-hmm. and I will have the opportunity to discuss that hey. as well as. Um, Something that I have to make sure of before we go on this commercial break because I'm completely exhausted what? of this topic. And if you're listening for conversation on this topic, I'm sorry to disappoint you. LeBron James, you're banned from RSPN this week. It is what it is. Me, and Mike, me, and Mike, me and Mike figured, like, we, we talked about it earlier. It is what I it am is. completely done. It's just, We're not it's talking full, about. Is this a full on Lakers fan, too? Or is just no, no, no. Well, there's no reason to talk about the Lakers anyway. So, if it has, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, it is what it is. We wanted to get that out the way before we went to break because that's some real shit. It has to do with LeBron James. Hey, 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 drop the bomb again. Hey, Mark, I just sent the DM. Hey. To who? No comment. Matter of fact, no, I'll tell, I tell you, I'm going to tell no. you in text. No, no, we're, we're going to commercial. All right, everybody stay tuned. Everybody stay tuned for some NBA talk before Jeff sends another DM. It's RSP on RSC Radio. We'll be back after this. We got Big Dave Batista getting interviewed by Michael Cole right now. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this. Batista bossing up. I see the, the tie is hard. You see the tie? The red with the white dots? Batista probably out there flexing after. Um, that shit after, awesome. after his director got his job back. Yeah, Batista out here getting now. his money, boy. Batista, look, look, hit him, his director, and him, they both got DC and Marvel movies now. He's strong arming everybody, man. Yeah, I love technically, it. Technically. Give me what I want! Technically. Technically. I just saw something right here. This this quote from, from Kobe. What that new? He basically said, <laughs> Kobe basically said, Anthony Davis is better than Ingram, Lonzo, and Kuzma. Who? Kobe Is that a real quote from him? Man, fought that new. Man, right now I'm seeing DeMar DeRozan closing out this game against the Warriors. Hey, get it, Rosen. First out to get nine in a row? Damn, LA. Crazy. Mm, crazy. Could have been, could have been you, or is it crazy? <laughs> Does that, does that feel better? Is that a better one? Uh, yeah, nice. boy. This game uh, over. Spurs won. Spurs won dead nine in a row. Shout out to San Antonio. That's an early yeah, shout out. Here. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's an early shout out that we can get out of the way right now. I mean, shit, they they saw they saw that they were out of the they're about to be out of the playoffs. They had to boss up. Yeah, they you know they, you know you know Spurs man they they don't miss the playoffs man they make that shit happen. Yeah, they're they're continuing the year of not having a losing season. And uh, I can't, I can't, I can't remember if we, if we, had, I don't think we had said earlier in the season that they're going to have a losing season. Maybe a little bit less than when Kawhi was yeah, specifically there, we, but we definitely didn't say they were going to have a losing season. I think we, I, I can, I'm pretty sure we were, we were confident that uh, they had enough to keep them going. Oh, yeah. It just would knew, be tough, you know. I, yeah, I knew they were going to be in the playoffs. So yeah, it was just they were going to be at the lower seed again. Like their days yeah. of like championship contention yearly were over. But they're always going to be a perennial playoff contender. Yeah. Yeah. So now, so now with the Rose and Rudy Gay and Lamarcus Aldridge have another winning cooking. season. So that's 22 cooking. years. Mm-hmm. Crazy. All three of them cooking, man. Like, I, I, I can't, you really can't say nothing bad about, the, about those three at this moment, man. No, no, bro. Because they should not be here. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> like, like, you have to, like, respect the situation. 
they're 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 winning games off the mid range, man. That's amazing. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is extremely impressive and good coaching. Yep, mm-hmm. just got rid of Gasol too. He's out of Milwaukee, and there's still another another year, another year, another quality season for San Antonio. Must be nice. Must be nice having 22 years of not having a losing season. Hey, shout out, shout out, Giannis too. Early shout out, shout out, Giannis, shout out Giannis and Joel. Man. Facts, fact, great game, great clash. Uh, it felt like a playoff game. Yes. Um, the future right there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They, they, they already arrived, but it felt like that was like that. That was like for real. Like I wanted, I wanted, game. I wanted Milwaukee to get that W just off the strength of like Giannis's performance. But all that was a great game. I wasn't mad at it at all. You know what I'm saying? But it felt like a playoff game to me. I was, I was seeing a little spice between Ben and Giannis. That that ended up being they, more entertaining they, to me like, than him yeah, and uh, Joel. But I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. I think it's more like. I think it's kind of just what Chris said though. It's on some. It's on some future boss shit like you know what we like you know they they both know they both know you know what i'm saying and it's just like they know that this league is is it's gonna be there soon yeah the eastern conference is theirs uh uh to shine in as of right now and the only other two teams that people are willing to put in that type of scenario of course by I almost, I almost pulled a Shaq West. I almost pulled a Shaq West. i almost pulled a West. i almost pulled a Shaq West. what was that noise what was Jesus Christ, Mark. I had to catch myself. I want to be involved. Way with too fast. I don't want to be involved with that nigga right now. <laughs> no, of I course, was gonna say Kyrie Irving and the okay. Boston Celtics. There you uh, go. And Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors. But that ends up taking a hit after we have just seen that Kyle Lowry um got his ankle landed on. What did what, yeah. what did happen with that again? Yeah, so um like the Raptors were already up by 30 um against the uh, New York Knicks. Uh, you know, and Kyle Lowry is on the floor. I think he was trying to recover a ball, and Mitchell Robinson uh, landed on his right ankle, and Lowry was just in pain on the court. Uh, and he had to be, you know, walked to, walked out into the locker room. So he didn't return for the rest of the game, and he was just coming back. Um, I think he was, I don't know if he was nursing his back or he had another, you know, injury, um, you know, because he missed a couple of games. Mm-hmm. And it's his first game back, and now he he might be out for another week, if not maybe more. You know, depending on you know how his MRI goes tomorrow, um, or the, we get the results in. You know, for for those that are listening, it might be out by the time you hear this. Uh, but it's a it's going to be a pretty tough break for Toronto. Um, if they lose out on Lowry going to the playoffs, right. I think you're up thirty against the New York Knicks. What are you doing, Nick? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nick Nurse, right. Like, Mark. And he got Fred Flint back. Why are you so green, bro? That's his name. Nick Nurse. Mm-hmm. No, you gotta so. say you gotta say it in that vocal range. That's you, man. I I can't. I'm not I'm not doing that. It's a classic. You gotta you gotta say it like that. Mark, you when you sing, let me ask you a question. When you sing, like when you're in the whip or whatever, wherever it is, wherever you sing, do you sing like do you truly sing or are you just like saying the words of the songs yelling at a at a lower volume than you usually would if you actually were yelling depends on the track if it's if it's a classic if it's a classic 10 out of 10 then, then, then you then you then you'll really like you'll really I'll, sing I'll put some emotion in yeah it. okay okay i'll, okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. kill that shit nigga what are you talking chill about out, chill out yeah, yeah, yeah. i asked you hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on one second one ask second. five and ask cyrus ask Chris. five and ask cyrus i'll be killing them tracks on ps4 <laughs> Man. No, I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I, I believe you. I'm it's, just. It's God sent. It's but God kill sin. it, but you killing them like like the voice is good or like. Hell yeah! You ever I, heard I, it? 
My backing tracks are great. You know? Are you sure? It's, are you sure? Your backing tracks. Yeah. Bro, yeah. ask five. You know what? That's that's the new poll. That's the new poll for the for this week. Do this I kill? Do sing. I kill my vocals? This nigga can't yeah. sing. I got great background vocals. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Do I kill my boy? Bro, ask up, bro. I'm telling you, ask five, ask Cyrus. I'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Bro, as soon as I pop on the mic, hey, what's good, Mark? Yo, what up? Killing tracks immediately. (laughs) All right, Mark. I didn't mean to get you. See, this is why I I didn't mean to, like, get you off fucking track. It's just I wanted to ask you one question, and here we are. I I had to get energized because we got some bars for a certain nigga coming up. Well, actually, he's not even a nigga. He's the complete opposite of that. But uh, he <laughs> has found he has that. found his he has found himself. <laughs> he's actually he, not a nigga. He's he the complete has, opposite. <laughs> he has found himself in a whole bunch of shit uh, <laughs> since we had recorded last week. Wait, who are we talking about? Oh, you'll you'll know you'll know in a second. So last week we ended up. Uh, Recording as uh, recording as we always do, and uh, at the time that we did, and we were finishing up the episode, something had happened late in the night when Russell Westbrook and the Oklahoma City Thunder were playing the Utah Jazz. I hop on Twitter and I just see this clip of Westbrook cussing out some fans. Oh, I was like, "Damn, that's again, right. That's Utah? Right. That's right. Damn, what the fuck's going on?" Until this is, uh, he's not a nigga. He's actually the opposite of that. Is he not the complete <laughs> opposite of that? I know, so, but like, just what is that? Like, I'm like, damn, I guess another Utah fan had pissed him off, but he was going crazy. And yeah. I heard him, and he was like, Yeah, you and your wife too can get it. I'm like, Oh, no, Russell, yeah. no, yeah. Uh, come on, dog. So I was like, In my head, I'm just like, Please don't let them overhype that because I know they're going to make this way, you know what? You way know bigger what? Listen, than it I should ha- be. I have, I have something to say about this. I'm glad, I'm glad we're talking about it. Um, I actually love how the NBA handled this. Yeah. Um, I think they, they stood behind Westbrook. Um, I think that was important. I understand any kind of like repercussions. I mean, that's, you know, he's at work. I get it. But like for the most part, the league has stood behind him in this situation. Um, you know, and I like it, man. I'm glad that they did because at the end of the day, man, like, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a hooper. He's making millions of dollars. But like, bro, like you can't just be saying anything you want to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't, I don't care. Like you're not gonna say just anything you want to me while I'm out here on this court. You here to see me? And we had brought it up before. 2018 Mouse in the Palace is closer than we think it is. If that shit happens, yeah. But and but, then all of a sudden he's on TV with a black eye. Oh, but, oh I, I just don't know why he snapped like that. It's so yeah, crazy. Yeah, I didn't but, say but, anything. Yeah, to also, him. I do. I actually think stuff like this pushes it further away. To be honest, yeah. Because because I just think that like. The closer we get to a almost, it's like, oh, shit. Like, I just feel like it's like the further away we actually get from something major happening because the more we shine on it, the the more they're going to – I mean, NBA is going to like yeah. – it's going to be a, it's gonna be like a priority now. You know what I'm saying? Because this, this shit keeps happening. Yeah, it keeps happening. So, like, now the league's going to make it a priority, and now we really won't get to see anything wild like that. But um, like I said, I'm glad, they, I'm glad they're still behind them, though, for real. Cause that shit is whack. For sure, man. Like uh, even the jazz players were behind him as well. You know, Don yeah, Mitchell, I saw that. Thomas Sapolosha, you know, they 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 got behind them. And they also had um, even um, the jazz. I think the jazz owners were. They had a speech um on the this yeah last weekend, yeah. You know, condemning you know the actions of um the fans that were involved. And and I think they I think they 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 uh 
they went back and like like they found the, the dude's tweets and all his like you know what I'm saying like yeah man see that's what happens bro you don't people don't think about that type of shit when they decide to do something stupid um and you know show their true colors because nowadays you know you decide to show your true colors people will dig up all your skeletons you know what I'm saying like yeah, you want everybody's you wanna do online everybody's Everybody online you wanna, so you want to do something stupid and disrespectful nationwide where everybody can see you do it. Uh, best believe everybody gonna pick you up, and that's what happens. So you, all your skeletons got pulled out. You look stupid. You can never go watch another NBA game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. sorry, buddy. And yes, it was it was very good that players as well as personnel backed up Russell Westbrook and Hell were able yeah. to go the, give really their own dope. anecdotes and and things really like that. And a lot of a lot of leagues wouldn't. A lot of leagues don't do that. You know what I'm saying? In all sports, like. Just like just like Chris had referenced, Utah Jazz owner Gail Miller did come out uh, and address the crowd before uh, the Jazz played on Thursday and stated, I'm extremely disappointed that one of our, quote, fans conducted himself in such a way as to offend not only a guest in our arena, but also me personally, my family, our organization, the community, our players, and you as the best fans in the NBA. This should never happen. We are not a racist community. We believe in treating people with courtesy and respect as human beings. From time to time, individual fans exhibit poor behavior and forget their manners and disrespect players on other teams. When that happens, I want you to jump up and shout, stop. We have a code of conduct in this arena. It will be strictly enforced. Yeah, see, see, see that's what I'm saying. I, I like I like the statement because that puts the fans involved. See, that, at that point, you he's saying, look, if y'all hear some ignorant shit, point the motherfuckers out right then and there, and let's mm-hmm. see how let's see how ignorant they're gonna get then. Because the majority of the fans are gonna, you know, I'm, a, I, I'm assuming the majority of people watching the game are not gonna be ignorant people. You know what I mean? Like the, the, yeah. they'll they'll hopefully not let other people yell stupid shit out like that. Um, so you know, putting making making the fans like, hey, you want to keep doing this? It's just gonna get worse and worse for the fans if y'all keep doing shit like this. You know, and what's worse, they're gonna bullshit as just like he did when they came and asked him what happened, yeah. and it's just like, oh yeah, I just oh, told yeah. him, I just told him tie his shoe. Oh, I don't yeah. know why he got so, uh, come I don't on, know why man. he got so crazy. Yeah, come on, man. Like that's just, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't respect it. Like when I saw that, I'm just like, dog, like you put yourself in a situation to be this close to a superstar and say these things to him, so everybody heard what you said. You can't lie about this one, buddy. So he keep he. Mm-hmm. He took himself out, really, to be honest. Yeah, and a lot of the fans, there were some fans that also confirm what he was. Yeah, saying. yeah, the fans confirmed. You know, confirmed. Him and his know. wife. Yeah, so, like, again, this is this will put, like, uh, a good microscope um, on the fans that are in uh, particular areas, you know, some especially in arenas that are notorious for their heckling, um, you know, and, you know, so another situation like this don't occur again. But Utah you know, has a long history of, you know, being very foul and aggressive towards, you know, players, you know, opposing players, you know, dating all the way back to Fernie Maxwell. You know, that's the main reason why he hates the city of Salt Lake City, <laughs> the state of Utah, because um, I remember there was a, I think there's a clip. There's actually a clip you can find on Twitter or on YouTube that uh, Maxwell, when he was heckled by a Utah fan, he went right up into the stands and start brawling with the fan mm-hmm. immediately. So, you know, they, they, so now, you know, we're in a situation that, you know, the league is cracking down on that type of um, volatile behavior and foul, you know, you know, 
racist language or just disrespectful language, you know, you know, from fans towards players. And, you know, and they're going to get kicked out, you know, or they're going to be reprimanded. And, you know, and, you know, they like if they see their faces, you're probably going to be banned from the arena forever. Or, you know, permanently, you know, you know, because, you know, fans would like to play victim, you know, when they get out of line. And to try to try to get out of yeah to try to get out of what they just did. No, but now they probably there's gonna be people who gonna know them people on the street in that city. Yep, (laughs) like that's that's why. Why would you? That's why my point is why risk it? Why say something that's stupid, man? You know, just just be a fan, enjoy it. Like you paid ticket, how you you just paid tickets to get kicked out your own house. That's how it feels. Like you can never come back here. You just paid for them to tell you you can never come back here. Yep, so he is the first recipient of the Quavo drop in season two of RSPN. Go ahead and enjoy it. Fuck that nigga. Fuck boy. Fuck boy. (laughs) Fuck that nigga. Fuck nigga. Fuck nigga. Fuck nigga. Go ahead and curse him out, Chris. Go ahead and curse him out, Chris. Fuck nigga. Fuck boy. Fuck that nigga. (laughs) Take that. Say say that shit to me, bitch. Check Tocito, cuz. Hey, I watched that this past weekend. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. They put like every single one on Netflix. So I was just kind of like bored, fucking around, you know. We 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 about to cancel. We got to get Netflix out of here once this Apple once this Apple video stream. Hey man, hey buddy, real niggas in the building. Real niggas in the building. You feel me? I'm I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you, buddy. I I don't think Netflix going anywhere, man. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah, he just don't. Yeah, we fucking. No no matter how much money shitting out their ass, man, they 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 gonna be all right, man. We know, we know. Those are crazy money, though. I I didn't know that. Well, actually, I shouldn't know Apple could get that deep. No, they 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 will they will coexist. They'll coexist for sure, hundred percent. All right, now, um, with the last few weeks in the NBA, heading into the NBA playoffs. We have two new teams that have clinched uh, the playoffs, which is surprising because there's about like three weeks after the season. The Philadelphia 76ers and the Golden State Warriors. Now in the West, it's a complete dogfight. Uh, the final stretch in the West has uh, the top eight teams being very close to each other with the first seed and the eighth seed being seven games apart. So very, very close. Uh, the Eastern Conference is a little bit different as far as the difference between the first seed and the eighth seed, but we have been receiving some Eastern Conference Finals previews in the past few days uh, with the match between the Raptors and the Milwaukee Bucks, as well as the Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers that we had talked about from Sunday. It's going to end up being very interesting for those who want to hold on to their seating in the NBA playoffs, but from an Eastern Conference playoff watch perspective, uh, you have the Brooklyn Nets that want to stay in. They just recently knocked the Pistons off um, there was an interesting quote on the Lakers giving up D'Angelo Russell too early, but I'll revisit that in a second. Uh, the Miami Heat are holding on to the eighth seed uh, as they were Uh-oh. able to th- – thankfully. Hold on, able, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Say that again. The Miami Heat are holding on to the eighth seed as best <laughs> as possible. Or one game. Or one game. Literally a game because they are fighting wow. with the Orlando Magic. Hey, man, that's incredible, Mark. For real, man. Congratulations. That's incredible. I mean, I hope it. I hope it ends up. I hope it ends up that way. I'll take a buck. I'm not. I'm not. I'm round. not being. Sar- I'm not being sarcastic. That's dope. I had no idea. And um, the Detroit Pistons, who are trying to stay within the picture as well, but Blake Griffin has been very frustrated with his performance in Detroit um, within these past couple of months. Uh, he's been vo- very vocal about his 
uh, about his role on the team and what he had been providing to Detroit and 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 the uh, team aspect that they're trying to get to of being a little bit more focused when it comes to locking in a playoff position. Uh, but as of right now, they have a couple of weeks left uh, to fight and stay within that playoff picture. I mean, that's crazy considering like I I I I consider him been playing pretty good. I'd say he has me. Yeah, yeah right. but that's just me. Like, yeah, I thought he's been balling, but you know. I mean, you know, he, 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 you know, considering, you know, just the fact that, you know, he's in a different situation now coming from Los mm-hmm. Angeles season ago where he's seen a lot of playoff, like at least a lot of regular season success, right. you know, being a top seed with the Clippers. And, you know, even though the success didn't come forward in the postseason in the playoffs, you know, with Detroit here, he's having the best regular season of his career yeah. right now. Put yeah, up, yeah, you know, I, for incredible real. numbers. But, you know, the team, you know, itself, you know, it just has a lot to, you know, to figure out. You know, he expects better, you know, just being the, the that team leader right now. He expects better, you know, for them to, you know, be, uh, you know, a top seed. You know, to be, you know, they have Dwayne Casey, who was the coach of the year last year with Toronto before he got, you know, fired and, you know, picked up by Detroit. You know, he feels like their potential is greater than what it is already. And, you know, and he wants the best out of them. But Detroit is basketball hell. And you have Reggie Jackson as your point guard. There's only so much you can do. <laughs> really. Mm, that's, that's, re- I mean, that's, re- real. that's real. You know, but, hey, but as a sixth seed, as a sixth seed right now, you know, they're they're looking at Philadelphia. And that could be in their advantage in some way as long as they contain Joel and B because Blake is going to go out guns blazing. Yeah, facts. And Blake's exact quote after beating the Los Angeles Lakers – um, this past week, they're a team missing most of their key guys. So, yeah, we got the win, but it doesn't feel right. We haven't had the correct spirit lately, and that starts with me. My energy hasn't been great. I haven't been making plays I should. We got to figure it out. He hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't seemed very, he hasn't seemed very, very happy and not, and not necessarily happy as in being on the Pistons, but maybe just happy within himself. He's, he's a pretty bitter guy. You know, yeah, that's I what, think, that's what I, I think. I think that trade still lingers with him. Right now, how he just got kicked off, you know, despite everything that was promised to him, that he was going to be the future of the Clippers franchise, signing that five-year deal. And then six months in, he gets shipped to Detroit. And, you know, he he felt the ultimate portrayal. So right now, I think it's going to take a while for him to find his smile again because he's a player that lost his smile, and he's but he's still performing at an incredible level. Yeah, hopefully he'll be able to clean that up because right now the Pistons are – and six, and it becomes a very big dogfight between the Nets, the Heat, Pistons, Magic, and the Hornets. Hornets. After, after that, it's just the Wizards, the Hawks, Bulls, yeah. Cavs, and the Knicks dropping yeah. down. And as of right now, the only people that are officially out of the playoffs are the Bulls, the Cavaliers, and the Knicks. So anything could literally happen within these next few days. Anything. Uh, but I really feel like the Eastern Conference is locked in with what they have right now. Um, I, I, don't, uh, I don't really see Orlando catching up. With Miami, um, I feel like you know the Heat will have a shot at least closing out strong within um the last few games of the season to secure that eighth seed. And Dwayne Wade can have his you know final postseason ride out into the sunset uh, in a four game sweep with Milwaukee. But you know he will at least you know close it out the way that he wants to on his terms, where it all began for him. You know collegiately speaking with um, Ed. In the place, you know, and well, it's no longer the Bradley Center, but it'll yeah. be in Milwaukee, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. 
and, and you know he would have his Marquette family there, and you know his Miami family there to his games, and you know it will be a great you know a great closing story for him, you know. So that's definitely thirty for thirty worthy. Uh, as far as the Nets go, they have a murderous row, um, trying to at least get back into the six seed. Uh, they have the toughest schedule um, in all of the Eastern Conference teams. You know, and one and they're currently like in the toughest road schedule going forward, especially after having a heartbreaking loss um against the Clippers on Sunday, uh with a buzzer beater by Lou Williams. And now they have to go forth and try to at least secure some wins against Sacramento and the Lakers before facing Portland uh on the twenty fifth and then fa- facing Philly and then coming back home to face Boston. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then they have to face Milwaukee, Toronto, Milwaukee again, Indiana, and close out the season with Miami. So that Miami game is definitely going to be important going down the seeding. But yeah, man, Brooklyn, man, they they they've actually the most impressive team for me this season. Watching them, just watching uh, the rise of D'Angelo Russell, you know, submitting himself as an All Star. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie having ridiculous games coming off it's the bench. Beast, man. My boy Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. Uh, uh, Karis LeVert, while he is still struggling off his injury, he still shows a lot of promise. And they just have a great roster of, you know, gritty, tough guys that can get the job done and provide whenever they need with Joe Harris, uh, you know, three-point shootout champion and UVA zone. Uh, you know, a great young center and Jared Allen. Uh, Ed Davis coming off the bench, you know, Damari Carroll, Allen Crabb. You know, they have a lot of solid utility guys helping them out along the way. Now, I feel like they could win out a few good games to at least to keep themselves within the six, seven range. But if they aren't careful, you know, Orlando might be able to take that spot. Yeah, face has been face has been messaging me, uh, <laughs> fighting me with this heat. Orlando shit. I'm like, damn, could you could you lose some more? <laughs> he fucking Magic needs to lose some more so that was, this shit can can, can oh, be finalized. I feel like Orlando's going to lose lose out towards the season. I, I I feel like they burned out this time. Um, oh, you know, hopefully, I need it to happen. I needed oh, to wow. so we can have some heat. So we can have some heat bucks. Hopefully, one last one some last heat, series. Heat bucks one last time. Yeah, one last bucks. series. I mean, one last series for Wade. You for know. Wade, Wade. What do you mean? What are you talking about? One last series. I got the Heat in six. One last series. Yeah, <laughs> it's one last series. It's I got the heat. one last series. I, mean, I got. I got. I got, I got. I got bucks. I got bucks in one. Bucks in one. You see how disrespectful niggas are. Fuck out of here. Well, one, one, one final thing uh, that uh, was a highlight of Week Twenty Two in the NBA uh, before we sign off and get the shoutouts. Uh, per Tim Reynolds on Twitter, this is the first time in NBA history that eleven different players had had a fifty-point game in one season. Hmm. You have James Harden, Kemba Walker, Lamarcus Aldridge, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard. LeBron James, Stephen Curry, Blake Griffin, Derrick Rose, and the 11th that had just added his name to the conversation this Sunday, Giannis Antetokounmpo in uh, Milwaukee's game against the Philadelphia 76ers. So yeah, I'm um, upset, man, that uh, Trey Young was not able to get his 50-piece two weeks ago. I know. <laughs> I think he was like a point away, right? He was a point away, and Jamal Murray's been two points away twice this season uh he put up 48 points um, twice so so far uh i feel like we're going to get at least a 12th man by the season's end there's still by the end of the season yeah still 12 games left 
between most of these teams, you know, I feel like there's still going to be at least a 12 guy that will get a 50 piece here. I, th- I think it's exciting. I think it's exciting. This yeah. is the first time in NBA history. I mean, it's a stat that you never really pay too much attention to, but wow, 11 different people, 50 points um, in a season. It's really nice. It's incredible. Uh, it shows how, you know, how offensive um, Latin, how offensively Latin this, um, this uh, league has been now, you know, and that's the, the style of play, you know, everyone's getting their buckets and, mm-hmm. you know, and, it, it is coming from a variety of ways too, you know, and we've seen that with the game between Philadelphia and Milwaukee, uh, you know, Giannis was getting it from everywhere. He was driving inside, just dominating in the post, uh, dunking all over the place, getting some threes in as well. Like it was, it was, a, it was just a masterclass of like just the future, you know, how a future, you know, new generation big is playing and Joel Embiid, you know, he was, you know, he had 40. Like, he could have had 50 yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, he really could have. He really could have. <laughs> you know, if he shot the ball better, he definitely would have had 50 himself, and he would have had 12 players instantly mm. like that. Because I believe that was – um because uh, he normally doesn't get too many 40-point games, you know, that se- in this season. But he's had, like, the most 30-point, 10-rebound games uh, from his career so far. He has 25, I believe, this so already this season. Yeah, the way his team is built, he's not really his team's not really built for him to get forty points, but mm-hmm. it happens. Like he gets, you know, those big games every once in a while, the close ones. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think CJ McCollum came close as well. Uh, I'm looking right now, and I'm like, wait, how, check how, his... what? What was D'Angelo Russell? Did D'Angelo Russell get close? I feel he like had, he had like a he, he he had I think he had like forty five. Yeah, he had he had a big game at some point. And I feel like Levine was pretty pretty close this season, or was that last season? He had one of those big games. Oh, Levine was also it was in this, it was in the game against um Atlanta. That okay, was, yeah, was, yeah, 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 so yeah. He, yeah. Had, yeah. he, had, yeah. he was close. Yeah, he was close. Yeah. Forty-seven. Okay, you know, okay, so okay. He was close as well. Uh, we had, we already brought up Kemba because he had a sixty burger. So yeah, he yeah, was yeah. Also on the list. Uh, I feel like he could have had multiple fifty-point games. He uh, could have this he season could've. because God, man, that team's awful. Yeah, he's the man, though. <laughs> yes, uh, I mean, hopefully, you know, the way way you know, you know, one team could just you know, give him his fifty piece before he you know calls it a career, break that record for you, Mark. You know, so you could get uh, you know, his fifty piece, you know, slash fifty point game. <sighs> my, my championship moment has already come. Game winner <laughs> against yeah, the Warriors. I'm, I'm glad you've accepted game winner it. against the Warriors. Thank God. Thank God you've accepted it. Let's move on before. I mean, I mean, I mean, this is one of the two that are coming this season. But yeah. Let's move on before before it goes overboard. All right, let's go to we, the highlights of Week 23 in the NBA. Uh, one of them was going to be uh, Dirk passing Wilt, but that has already passed. So, hey, uh, my shout out, Mar- my shout out yeah. to the week, man. Shout out to that. Yeah, shout, shout out to the nigga. Shout out to that nigga, Dirk. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer, uh, NBA legend. Of course, man. Uh, Dirk, you've had a great career, man. I'm so proud of you, Dirk. Got a lot of love for you and your right. family. Um, yeah. And his family? Yeah, his <laughs> queen, What the man. hell is that? Yeah, man, you know, him and his Nubian queen, man, you know, he cooks for him every night, brings a dish home to the locker room, you know. Mark, I mean, play. you know, I'm just, I'm just showing love, man. Them plates are fabricated. Don't let I'm them just, lie. Mark, I'm just showing love, man. Showing love, man. Guy's retiring. I got to show love while he retiring. Is he, yeah, though? I got I to I I give him his flowers while he, you know. Shove that nigga out of the league real quick. Hey, man, at least Dirk don't wear weave, man. But go ahead. You know what? That's anti-black. No, it ain't. <laughs> 
That's it. <laughs> there no, you I'm pulling plenty, out Azalea plenty, Banks. Plenty, plenty, plenty of white people where we. I'm pulling in Azalea Banks. That was very anti-black. Don't even. Why are we mention her on my show, man? <laughs> cut, the, cut the show, man. Cut the. <laughs> Uh, outside of that, outside of that, um, you have another Eastern Conference Finals preview. Two teams that are fighting for playoff position: the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. They continue their storied rivalry Wednesday at seven on ESPN. Mm. Uh, tonight on NBA TV, you have the Los Angeles Lakers going up against the Milwaukee Bucks on NBA TV, followed by the Clippers going up against the Indiana Pacers, a Clippers that is continuing to do very well out in that Western Conference. So uh, take a look onto that as they face the Indiana Pacers uh, on Wednesday. Of, yeah, yeah, I think, I, think, I think that should be very good. Um, outside of that, you have Sixers and Celtics, of course, Wednesday at 7, followed by the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Toronto Raptors at 9.30. Who knows if Lowry is going to be at that game. Ooh, if the injury man. is as bad as it was, more very than likely he is not. Quiet too, uh, man. Yeah, but we also, will see. Actually, I actually had high hopes for that. Um, those two games between Toronto and Oklahoma City before the Lowry injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I because at the time, you know, this was when Paul George was in the midst of his uh MVP run, and he was just playing out of his mind. And you know, and Russell Westbrook was putting up these like super mega triple doubles, you know, with like 15 assists, 15 rebounds. And then you have Kawhi and Kyle Lowry and, you know, the revamped Raptors roster looking, you know, tight with Marcus Hall and Jeremy Lane coming in. I was mm. like, I was looking to see, you know, this will be like the perfect opportunity to see these two teams. One that's really on the cusp of being like an NBA Finals contender in Toronto. And then Oklahoma City, who still needs to prove themselves Yes, in order definitely. to compete against like their you know Western Conference rivals, and this would have been the great matchup between both teams. Uh, you know, two of the loudest crowds that they have. You know, especially during playoff time, and you know, and now the Lowry injury kind of soured a bit, but the matchup between Kawhi and Paul George, if Kawhi plays, that is, uh, will be really enticing to watch. Yes, yeah, so we'll see. So we see how that plays out. On uh, Wednesday, Thursday, there is not any games. That is the beginning of the March Madness tournament. Oh, so yeah. We will be focused on that. Not many right. uh, key highlights for ESPN, um, TNT, as well as uh, NBA TV. They'll more than likely be. I don't think they're doing a complete day of zero games, though. I think it's just anything that is going to be on TV. I don't believe so. Yep, you still have plenty of games that are going to be on, but all league pass games, nothing mm-hmm. in the national syndicate. Uh, Friday, we return to NBA TV. The Raptors are now going to be hosting the Thunder, so that will be on the 22nd, 7.30 on NBA TV. Uh, Saturday, you have the Hawks going up against the Philadelphia 76ers on NBA TV, as well as the Portland Trailblazers, another very good team in the Western Conference that we have not shed too much light on this season. They're going to be hosting the Detroit Pistons at 10 o'clock. And Sunday, NBA TV taking on a large majority of the National Syndicate as March Madness goes on, as the Boston Celtics play the San Antonio Spurs Sunday at 7.30 on NBA TV. And that is our national TV schedule. That's a good. That's a good schedule. You know, closing out, heading into um, the playoffs. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of previews going in. You know, is in the matchups, especially with uh, Philadelphia and Boston. Uh, Joel Embiid really has to like show up in that game. Like he was incredible in Milwaukee, but Boston has always had his number. 
especially with Al Horford, you know, I don't know if he's living rent free in his head or not, but every time they play each other, you know, he gets, you know, outperformed by the old man. And I'm just like, you know, he needs to have at least a statement performance, especially at home to, you know, at least build his confidence up against him going forward for a potential matchup in the playoffs. Yeah, we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, All right, let's get the shout-outs. All right, my shout-outs are going to be very brief. We'll start off with Sacramento. We'll start with Sacramento. Shout-out to Sacramento. Um, The 34 wins that they currently have is the most that they have had in nine years when they had 38. Uh, This is officially the most winningest team that they have had uh, since then, even counting the days of the DeMarcus Cousins era. So you can do with that what you will. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to South Gwinnett, Lou Will, passing Del Curry yeah. on the all-time bench scoring list, as well as the game winner versus Brooklyn this past weekend. Uh, shout out Damian Lillard. He recently became second in Blazer scoring. Clyde Drexler is the man that he has to pass to be the all-time Blazer scoring leader, and he is quoted to say that he promises to do so. That's fire. Um, Shout-out to Daryl Morey. He is putting out a pitch to get Ray Allen to the Houston Rockets. (laughs) Okay. Uh, He is is quoted to say – let me read his pitch real quick. In the front office? No, to play. What? Okay. Uh, Where's the quote? Where's the quote? He's quoted to say, Ray Allen, you know we've been obsessively chasing you for years. We think you're perfect for our se- or for our system. Come to the Houston Rockets, win another championship. It is time. I mean, Damn, I guess. That's right. Game so my shout, my shout outs this week. <laughs> I got to get a pitch yet. Hey, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I just – Actually, yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, um, we already talked about Spurs. All right, we're good. You know, you know shout out <laughs> – I'm not about uh-huh. to talk to you about these Rockets, bro. I'm not doing it. Nah. But, um, but, nah, but shout out. Shout, <laughs> I'm just not doing it, bro. Uh, shout out Trey TL. Um, uh, one time. You already know. You already know. You already know what that shit. How we get down. Uh, I'm about to be I'm about to be a damn Hawks fan. I mean, she, uh, I live here now, you know, but I mean, they, they just, I definitely, like, I definitely like, I like watching the Hawks. They, they, like they, they kind of give me that, like, you know, right now, if all things, <laughs> go the plan to stars align the and they somehow pick up Cyan Williamson in the draft. They I know, have this I know, 1993 Charlotte Hornets vibe about them, man. You just I know, man. I hope, I hope my, my dream, my dream is uh, I, I want to shout Zion for not missing those shots and and and, and really coming up. But I please somehow 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 be a hawk so I can watch you play whenever I want. We're gonna have divisional beef if you become a Hawks fan. So, and, I mean, and, and, the, and the tickets will skyrocket too. Shit, man. Yeah, thinking about tickets that. will skyrocket. But no, we gotta, no, we gotta, no, we gotta, no, we gotta, no more twenty dollar courtside. No more twenty. <laughs> Come on, Mark. Don't <laughs> be disrespectful, on, bro. bro. I'm just saying. I seen thing, it happen. This thing is said twenty dollars courtside. I've seen it happen. Seen it come. Watched it go. Seen it come. Watched three, it. Three hundred. Three hundred dollars in 2013 used to get you. 300 level in American Airlines Arena. Now 300, I might as well, I might as well dat weight up. I might as well serve him some drinks. <laughs> I'm just saying, I hey, see it happen. Shout out, shout out Dwayne Wade for not breaking his hip. And um, yeah, man. Uh, I guess that's it for me. 
That's it. All right. Chris, what do you got for shout outs? Uh, shout out to Bradley Beal dropping 40 in back to back games this past weekend. Um, you know, he's been carrying the team on his back. Uh, you know, took us through the hard times. He muscled through, you know, um, you know, because my Wizards, you know, they've been through a lot. Uh, I've I've seen the slander, you know, I've seen the, you know, the laughter and the jokes that they got for a team that's considered, you know, irrelevant, you know, uh, but hey, man, you know, I'm, I'm happy that he's doing his thing. The Lakers missed out on him, so they're not going to get him at all ever. So, uh, you know, I'm happy for that. So, yeah, cool. You know, so shout out to my man, Bradley Bill, and, you know, and hopefully, you know, he carry us to at least uh, a playoff run next season. Um, I would also like to shout out to um, my alma mater, Hampton University. Even though they did lost in the Big South Tournament, and we did not secure a bid into it, uh, Jermaine Morrow, uh, he has just been great. Like, uh, he's, like, an incredible scorer. Uh, he's been performing. Like, I believe he also, like, was one of, like, one of the top scorers in the college history now. And, you know, and I got a shout out to the kid. Uh, he's currently a junior. So I think he's going to stay for another season mm. before he's uh, test the waters, whether it be an NBA draft or out, you know, elsewhere or overseas. But he's um, he's a really exciting player to watch, uh, and um, you know I hope you know he does stick around for another season, so you know we can win the Big South championship and get into the tournament next season. You know our chances will be better because uh, you know we won't have to face like a Duke or or maybe we will probably have to face a Duke. Uh, but uh, but you know we won't have to face Sign Williamson if anything. You know we might have to face someone else down the line. But um, I also like to shout out you know Mortal Kombat 11. It's a it's a month away, but I got that on pre order. You know, uh, and okay. you know, I'm really looking forward to you know to playing that. You know, I'm interested in the storyline. I was a big fan of the um, MKS storyline um a couple of years back, and even though timeline storylines, you know those angles, you know they kind of jumped the shark early. I'm I'm interested in seeing where they go here with it. So you know, I'm definitely um looking forward to playing that. All right, nice. All right, real quick, let's get our soldier moment. You know when you hear that? Huh? All right, my soldier moment. Very easy, very simple. Alvin Gentry pulling a Chris Webber. Did not think we would reach this moment in a very long time, but Alvin Gentry has cleaned that up for wait, us. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, 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 oh my God. You talk about that Pelicans take, man. Yep. Oh my God. So yeah. the Pelicans were in a tie game with the Phoenix Suns, and um, at the very end of the game, I can't remember who scored the last basket for Phoenix, but Daryl Moore, uh, Daryl Moore, Alvin Gentry took a timeout that he did not have, and because of that, the Suns shot free throws, Suns win the game. <laughs> <laughs> so yep. thank you that was it yeah they were up by like five yep. so so they ended up choking choking that he called the timeout didn't have it hits the free throw game over Suns win so thank okay. you to Alvin oh. Gentry wow mm, mm, mm. And my well, man Kelly Oubre had 32 of them things too mm, so shout mm, out to mm. him also that's an extra shout out well um my soldier moment of the week is going to <laughs> once again I can't I can't believe once again, it's going to Paul Pierce. Um, uh, oh, 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 Paul Pierce because, immediately needs one of these. Fuck that nigga. Mainly because of this quote. If the Lakers get the number one pick, I would trade LeBron James. You're talking about three years left of LeBron or, fi- or 15 years of Zion. 
And that's all I really wanted to say tonight. Or or four years of Zion when he realized the Lakers ain't it and <laughs> gets the fuck out of Los Angeles. What the hell is he talking about? I just, what kind of bias ass shit is that? I, I'm done, bro. I, I I'm so tired. I, I I can't do it, bro. Can't do it, bro. Hit another one for Paul. Fuck that nigga. All right, Chris, what's your soldier moment? All right, my soldier moment, and uh, it's gonna be not basketball related, but uh, I gotta give it up to uh, your boy Kodak Black, like <laughs> for <bro>. the line. <laughs> Like, what's wrong with this guy, man? Like, God, stupid, I'm really glad you did this because, <laughs> like, 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 I'm really glad my nigga. I'm really glad you said this. <laughs> <laughs> like, this nigga, man. Listen, listen, call on Chris because, like, he literally made me like I like I'm not you know because of his pending case. Like, I'm not like a hardcore like you know I'm not like mm-hmm. you know. But but this ruined any chance of like. <laughs> Like, of me, like, because I just, it's so weird, bro. Like, what's wrong with you, dog? Like, don't you see you've crossed the line? At first, like, it started off with Missy Elliott coming sex me. I'm like, what right. the hell is he talking huh? about? Right. And then it gradually got worse. And I'm like, it got worse. What are you doing? It got just, worse. Like, just keep pushing the envelope, man. Like, bro, it, like, you're harassing think, women at this point, bro. I don't think he cares, man. I know, but, right. but, but, like, bro, like, come on, man. Like. I don't know, dog. Yo, he's yeah. You know, this this guy, like, I don't know. He's he's just you know he just came out of you know came out of jail with like sixty more pounds of baby weight, and you know all of a sudden he's just sixty like, more pounds of horny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something else, man. Yeah, that that's a, that's a good pick, Chris. Good pick, man. Yeah, man. So yeah, yo, yeah. Paul Pierce, man, stop it. Definitely. Stop playing with me, man. He needs to get some help, man. <laughs> stop Paul, playing Paul, with me, Paul. Paul Pierce and Kodak. Paul and Kodak. <laughs> Stop playing with me, Paul. Man, you wildin'. All right, Matt. We appreciate having you on once again. Uh, any anything that you'd like to plug before we get out of here? Uh, um, not necessarily. I mean, I'll plug in. You know, me uh, going to this uh, Hawks Rockets game tonight. You know, mm-hmm. I know. You know, I know Jeff's not a big fan of uh, my my guy Chris Paul, and he definitely be there. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I won't. I won't be at the game. I will not be at the game. We'll we'll connect soon on the game. But, I'll be uh, I'll be at the crib off a of bean before I'm at that yeah. game. Off a of bean. Yeah, All right. I, I just I just want to see if Trey just drops forty. On no, I hear you. Trey is now. really Trey is <laughs> really fun to, to 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 watch play. Um, and I'm glad that he's like you can tell that he's fighting his ass off for that rookie of the year. Like you can tell he wants it. Although it's kind of already done, yeah. but like you can just tell but that like he, he you know he just he, he wants that gap to be smaller. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. You could tell, but I, I can appreciate it. He's a fucking like he's a, he's a good player, man. You know they go they go they go you know the league's going to give him something next season. That's why I'm hoping that you know the Hawks can get that number one pick. I know, I know, I know. I'm hoping. All right. Well, on behalf of us, everybody that are listening this week, thank you very much yeah. for listening. Enjoy your March Madness, Chris. Yeah. Love you. Appreciate having you coming Chris, to appreciate this week. you. Thank you so much, guys, for uh, you, you know, love him. Put me on the show again. We uh, do. What no, you said you said Chris, love you. I right. did. I love you guys too. No, but What's just the way, that? just the just the way that just the way that it happened, the way you said it was just. Hey, man. Hey, listen. I I know I'm a charming guy. What can I, I say? I love you, niggas, man. <laughs> hey, dude. Oh, don't lie. Jeff, stop lying. Lie. We heard you on the one. Lying. Y'all niggas, your emotions man. out. Y'all niggas we heard you. Sick, man. Y'all niggas we heard you. Sick, nigga. We heard you, nigga. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, 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 I'm just playing, man. Y'all know, y'all know me, man. I'm the most generous, heartwarming, yeah, nigga. That y- y'all know what it is, man. I'm gentle. 
I'm gentle. All right, you know, I'm on that gentle. note, on that note, right? Yeah, before you start talking about self, shout out me, gentleness. I love I. I love I. All right, we'll see y'all next week. Yeah. All right, peace.